A warm welcome and today I want to bring this idea of emotions, coping with emotions, but what to do in the moment, in the daily stress. As if you've followed the series on emotions to feel or not to feel, I've talked about suppression, catharsis, a third way, and everything else in between. And today though, I want to give some tools so I have a short educational training on what to do in the moment. Because in the midst of action, we actually need to stabilize our emotions, be diplomatic, keep our relationships, don't blow up and be able to calm down really quickly. And I've spent decades of my life helping people in negotiating that, right? On one hand, expressing emotions in healthy ways and in the same time, really stabilize the energies, these raw energies that are moving through our bodies that we call emotions. So maybe you're in a meeting or maybe you are with your family or maybe at the dinner table. So in these crucial moments, especially at the end of the day, as the stress accumulated, we need to be able to find ways to interact in ways that we won't regret it later. Those are called, in psychology, coping skills. And I'm here to talk about coping strategies and coping skills in the moment. In other words, coping strategies for daily stressors. Because here's the thing, using the third way, it's a lifelong process. And we won't be able to practice that in the moment. It's like lifting 200 pounds without training. It's impossible. So it does require training, daily training, as I mentioned before. But there is a way to pivot. There is a way, you know, we cannot lift 200 pounds, but with the right tools, we can pivot this. And that's what this educational training is all about. So let's dive in. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa, and I'm really your host here at Renewal Nuggets, this oasis in the midst of action, where I bring and serve you with through my decades of practice and trainings in science, psychology, spiritual care, and ancient Christian faith, bringing these nuggets to you so that you can use them on the go for the betterment of humanity. So you can keep on serving others with joy and peace of mind and energy. So with that, let's dive in. So this educational training series is so important in dealing with emotions because there's so many misunderstandings that I'm seeing from my students, from my clients, from the culture in general, from just going online and seeing things and this advice and that advice. So there's several layer and nuances. So if you haven't watched the previous trainings, I encourage you to do that. But here's a short snapshot of this. With emotions, which are these raw energies, which many times bring needs and they are contagious, the solutions presented, depending on which circles you are in, it's either suppressing it, keep it really cool, calm and collected. So our mind is going to bring those energies down, which helps in the moment and is very helpful. And that's what I'm going to expand on more today or expressing them fully. And I've seen how when we do that, it can keep reinforcing those emotions and negative stories many times that we said we have underneath it. And sometimes it can impact our relationships. It can impact the people that we actually really care about or including our workplaces. So there was also one episode when I've talked about the third way, which is so important, which requires daily practice. And I encourage you to watch that. But today, what I want to talk about is the daily stress and how do we deal? What is science and psychology sharing with us about really 
great coping skills, coping strategies to deal with the daily stress. Because the small and daily stress can really, really accumulate. And it's very important to deal with it and manage it so we don't accumulate it. And I actually have a program I teach that my renewal blueprint, which is this condensation for decades of all the professional experiences that I have in my personal experience since I, I burn out twice, how to manage and create this renewal blueprint and keep your rhythm, body, mind, heart, and soul on a daily basis so the stress doesn't accumulate. So one piece to this is how to manage emotions in the moment. Type in the chat if this makes sense, if you're experiencing daily stressors, so to speak. Many times people talk about stress like this, big, huge changes. And mind you, we deal with that. Sometimes there's losses, sometimes there's death, sometimes we move, sometimes a family dynamic changes. But the daily stress can be really important. So type in the chat if this resonates with you. All right. So how do we deal with this in the moment? Psychology is showing us that we have three general methodologies of dealing with them. And I want to make them available to you because most of us, we tend to use only one, which is limiting us in the range of possibility that we have. Let's say we might use one or two. I want to encourage you to learn about these three. I want to encourage you to start practicing and involving and expanding your area of practice because it will really bring you more and more tools and more freedom in the moment. So here are the three main psychological ways that we deal and we try to cope with emotions in the moment. The first one has to do with problem-solving coping skills or strategies. This is when we use our mind and we use all our skills to solve the problems and to change our externals. What do I mean by that? We're trying to confront directly the situation and change the external demands so that they're no longer stressful. So how can this look like? Well, it could look like trying to plan, trying to plan for an issue, trying to plan for your project, trying to plan for your travel, right? So planning and making sure all the external conditions are taken care of and we may foresee any problems in the future is very helpful. Or exercising restraint, right? So the, this is where suppression of emotions can be very helpful in the moment, not as a long-term solution, but in the moment. Another way is learning to be assertive and set healthy boundaries in a way that you can be diplomatic and kindly speak up, right? This is the key here, how to do it diplomatically in a way that you can express what's happening for you. You can also impact the other person in a kind way. Another way that this works is by clarifying any misunderstanding. So you might pause and you might figure it out, send a really clarifying email or a message or talk with someone to make sure that there is no unnecessary stress. Here's another example. You might sign up for courses or for training. So improving our skills, improving our ways of dealing with situation, learning about ways of new ways of thinking can really help us into problem solving better. All right, number two, the second psychological coping strategy has to do, it's called emotion-focused coping skills or strategy. And I've used another term other times, so I'm going to name it here. This has to do with self-regulation. So if the first coping strategy has to do with helping and managing the externals, this has to do with helping and managing our inner world, 
right? Ourselves, self-regulation. So this is where when we're trying to change our thoughts or our mindsets or our emotions or emotional reactivity in the moment can be very, very helpful. Again, this is not a long-term solution to just trying to shift our emotions, so to speak, but by expanding our thoughts, by learning new things, including mini trainings like this ones, right? We are learning to how our mind operates, that we're not alone, and we find different ways to think about things which can be so impactful and in a positive way. So I'll give you some examples. Positive reinterpretation of our thoughts. This is the big one. There is a psychological term for this. It's called mind appraisal. I mentioned this in some other mini trainings that our mind evaluates our emotions, whatever it's happening externally and internally, but we're talking now about our internal reactions, which will impact our emotions. So in a certain sense, our thoughts they do what's called emotional modulation. They will shift our emotions based on the stories, the meaning that we give in the moment. So this is really key because many times our thoughts and stories we say to ourselves are subconscious. We're not aware of them because we're so conditioned for years and decades that we don't even pause to think about it. I love many psychological methodologies. I believe that Every psychological methodology that we have now brings a gift to us. And the cognitive type of psychological methodologies bring this idea that we have negative thoughts and underlining beliefs subconscious. And by bringing them to the consciousness, we can actually be aware of them and change them. Wow, how amazing. We don't have to just go, 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 go without examining our thoughts. And in spiritual traditions, in Christian traditions, examining our thoughts has been a practice for centuries. So it's very helpful to know that and to think, well, what am I thinking right now? What am I feeling? And what's my underlining belief? So whenever we hear ourselves saying extreme things like, oh, I always do this. I never do this. They never do this. They always do that. That might be a subconscious thought or stories that we're saying and on an underlying belief that it's helpful to bring to consciousness. So for example, if I'm going to think that, oh, and start doubting myself, oh, I'm no good, right? If that goes underneath in my subconscious, I might not be aware of it, but it will impact my response that I give to people, right? So when I'm aware and I might be like wavering or not sure of myself or, you know, my physiology, my face or body posture might change. The minute I'm aware and I'm becoming, oh, I have this belief. Well, wait a minute. Is this true that I'm no value, that I'm really terrible, that I need to doubt myself? No. So by being aware of that, bring into our consciousness and embody that, that can have an impact in our emotions, right? How does that feel? If, you're, if I'm saying to myself, Oh, I'm no good. I'm terrible. Oh, it feels horrible, right? I'm full of shame and negativity. And But if I say, oh, I'm actually a worthwhile person, that feels much better. I'm more open energetically. So in a Christian tradition, right, if we're really truly born in the image of God, in his goodness, that's the beauty of the ancient Christian faith and theology that shares that we are inherently good. 
So I want to share that with you, that there is resonance between psychology and positive psychology and cognitive psychology that helps us, teaches us to think and shift our negative thoughts and beliefs into positive ones, but also in Christianity. All right, I'll give you one more example because this is so helpful and I used to use that with my students in psychology. So whenever they were worried, and also my clients were worried about performing, about their speech or maybe acting or you know any presentation that we need to do, and they'll get so worried, so worried. And I would remind them of the spotlight effect that whenever we are, let's say, entering a room or, or on stage, we feel like everyone is just constantly thinking about us. That's true. But to the a point, most people have the sense of what's called self-referencing, constantly looking back at themselves and their own inner universe. So we're only secondary actors in other people's universe. So even if they do focus on us, it's not for long and it doesn't have lasting effects unless we take them in. So when I remind that to my students and my clients about the spotlight effect, just that change, right, in thought and perspective and realize everyone has that can really modulate our emotions and can really say, oh, I don't have to be that anxious. Okay, there might think about me for about 30 seconds. And then they're going to probably think of what I'm saying, or they might think about their day and so on. All right. And just to finish the list of what else can one do in order to take advantage of the emotion focused coping skills, things like listening to music. Oh, you can shift our energy so quickly. Taking a short break. Let's say you're in the middle of a conversation and you feel your emotions flaring up. You can just ask for a timeout. Interesting idea. And you know, people usually are okay with that in families or workplace. And if they're not, you might want to explain to them that you do need that timeout. You might be taking a walk or using imagery, just imagining something beautiful, something soothing can be very helpful. I know in my faith, as I'm Christian Orthodox, we use icons. There's lots of beautiful imagery that are not necessarily, they're not meant to be, oh, this is God. I am just an idol. I'm having an idol in front of me. It's just almost like a photo, right? When we have a photo of my, I have a photo of my husband, that doesn't mean that that's my husband, right? It's just a remembrance of that. It brings a sacredness of that person. So icons are used that way and they'd be very helpful. I have lots of icons. And when I look at them, my nervous system calms down because they remind me of who I am truly in God, a daughter of God born for eternity. So this is a great, using imagery can be very helpful. Reading inspirational quotes, reading any book, anything that's positive, Bible verses. Sometimes we send to our families, you know, different messages that are so inspiring. Listening to that can be very helpful to modulate our emotions. All right. So here's a third method to use. And it's so helpful to use this one as well. Seeking social support. Now, some of us are better in using the problem solving or the emotional coping strategies, but some people really tend to seek social support. A term in psychology is called co-regulation. So we regulate with the help of another trusted person. So we're turning to and we seek a trusted other or a group for support. And we might receive words of affirmation. We might ask for tangible help. We might actually share about our day and just talking about that it helps our nervous system to calm down. So this is a very helpful tool. And different people, here's the interesting thing. 
different people will tend to use one or two ways, as I mentioned before, of dealing with with stress in this way. So I would encourage you to expand your repertoire. So type in the chat two things. One, what's your favorite way or natural way of helping yourself when you're under stress? Is it problem-focused coping strategy and skills? Is that emotion-focused coping skills and strategies, meaning self-regulation? Or is it seeking social support? which is co-regulation. We actually have, I've interviewed here in our renewal conversations, an amazing psychologist, and she was talking about her preferred way is self-regulation. Dr. Roxanne Lowe's. I give you my example. I'm more the problem-focused coping skills. You have a problem, you want to solve it, just ask me. I can just spit out solutions anytime. And seeking social support, some people are really good at just connecting emotionally and getting that support. And you do need a trusted community to in order to do that. So as you type in the chat, what's your favorite one? Also type in the chat, maybe which one do you want to expand on? I encourage you to try another way because the more ways of modulating our emotions and dealing with daily stress that we have in our toolbox, the easier and better will become. And I'm so passionate about this and expanding this. So in my programs, I'm trying to bake all this in. So if you're in my program, Growing in Christ, the Team for Our Soul Community, or you took my Renewal in Action course, you know this. There are ways that through my teachings, I give lots of problem-solving strategies, right? And specific steps to take to regulate body, mind, heart, and soul, morning, midday, afternoon, and night. But also, I also give lots of tools of how to change our mindset, how to change our thoughts and feelings, and how to also, in terms of the seeking social support, I'm so passionate about communities because I feel like communities are essential to bring us further along. We are not alone. We are connected with others. And just as an aside note, that's why actually in Orthodox Christian theology, and not only the church is not the building, it's the community of people. It's the group of people that come together. All right, enough been said. I'm going to summarize this for you. There are three ways of coping with daily stress. One, problem-solving coping skills, and I give you lots of examples. Emotion-focused coping skills and strategies, meaning self-regulations. And I actually have a daily renewal template where I walk you through different ways to self-regulate and regenerate. I'll put the link down. And seeking social support, the co-regulation, using the community. And with that, I want to thank you for being in this shared time and virtual space. I don't take this for granted. I know there's so many things out there that you could watch or hear or read. So the fact that you are drawn to these messages are very important to me. This is why I show up every week. It's not easy to put all this programming in place. You know, I'm on social media, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I post in LinkedIn, I do the YouTubes. I do all this, including all the programmings that I do in order to serve because like you, I'm interested in helping others. And I feel like culminating all my life and decades of work, it will be worthless if I won't share it with the world. So here I am. And I thank you because I know you too are on a mission. You too are here to give and make this impact, positive impact into the world. So I want to thank you for that and lots of gratitude to you. And until next time, I say goodbye for now.